Hey guys, welcome to the Persevering Saints podcast, where we dig into the scriptures through some of the most fundamental doctrines found therein. Thanks guys, hope you enjoy. What I want to talk to y'all about today, uh, what I've been studying, is the omnipresence of God. Okay. It is what Charles, Sparg- Charles Spurgeon uh, called once, he called it the most known, yet the most forgotten doctrine. And what he means by that is, we as Christians would all profess that we believe that God is omnipresent, that he is everywhere all the time. Right? Do you, do you, would you believe that? I hope you would say amen, all right? Um, We believe that God is everywhere all the time. That God, the the ever-existing, the eternal God, there is not a single place that He is not. Do you believe that? Okay, then how come us Christians... I'm speaking me also I, I fail at this sometimes if we believe that how come uh, sometimes we have slips if we know that God is by us always that he is eternal present with everyone he is just as much present with you right now on in your wherever you're watching this as he is with me right here. But so many of us professing Christians go to work and uh, we are Christian at church but we become sailors at work. So many of us Uh, get behind the wheels of our cars, right? And we become the king of the road that thinks everyone else on the road are our subjects and they're stupid and don't know anything, right? That's, That's some of the practice that we walk out even though we profess to believe that God is ever present with us. Would you actually act as if God was ever I'm sorry would you ever act that way if you knew here always that God is ever present would you watch some of the shows that you watch Uh, would you play some of the video games that you play would you drive the way that you drive If you really believe that God is ever-present. Turn in your Bibles to Psalm 139, if you got them. I'll give it a few minutes here. Well, not a few minutes. A few moments. Let me say it clearly. A few moments. It says... Verse 7, where shall I go from your spirit? 
or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, and the night about me, even the darkness is not night, is, oh, sorry, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as the day, for darkness is as light with you. God is absolutely everywhere. We have, uh, in verse 7 there, we have a divine rhetorical question, right? He says, verse 7, Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? Easy answer. Nowhere. God is everywhere. Um, there is not a place that you can go. I always think of um, Jonah, right? Uh, thinking that he could escape uh, what God told him to do, right? Go to Nineveh and proclaim uh, to the Ninevites, uh, what God told him to say. He said, repent, okay? Uh, and uh, Jonah said, no, 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 I can't do this, right? And then he tries to get on a boat and escape God. And what happens? Could he escape God? No, he could not escape God. Verse 8, if I ascend to heaven, that is where... It says, if I ascend to heaven, that is where you are. That is where you dwell. Also, if I descend to Sheol. So we know heaven, right? Heaven is where God dwells, right? We all, that's, I can't wait to go to heaven to be with God. I can't wait to go to heaven to be in his presence. And that is correct. That is where he is. But that's not the only place he is. He is everywhere. Even in the depths of Sheol. Sheol um, is the Hebrew equivalent to Hades okay, and the grave. So he says in verse 8, he says, if I, ascend, if I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. The depths of Sheol, in the grave, God is there. And even in Hades, even in hell, God is there. And before some of y'all, like, try to attack me for saying God is in hell. God's grace is not in hell. God's wrath is in hell. I am sorry that so many Christian teachers 
And Christian apologists have tried to convince people that the reason they go to hell is because they don't want to be in the presence of God. That is not the truth. That is not the biblical truth. God is omnipresent. He is everywhere all the time. God is serving out his judgment in hell. It is not those cartoons you see where Satan, right, the devil, with his pitchfork and his little pointy tail, right, that, that ain't biblical. You know, Satan is not the king of hell. God is the king of hell. His wrath is there. He is serving the punishments. Hell is just the absence of His grace. Alright. Verse 9. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea. This, once I got the cultural context of this verse, I was like, whoa, this is so cool. Alright, so he says, in the wings of the morning. Alright. Morning time. Which direction does the sun rise? Alright. It rises in the east, right? The sun rises in the east. Alright. If you are in Israel, alright, you have the sun rising in the east, and then he says, and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea. The uttermost parts of the sea. Check this out. The sea is to the west. So if I get on the wings of the morning and I travel as far to the east as I get to the west, it's just, he's saying it's all of it, baby. <laughs> God is everywhere. Everywhere. Now, I want to be absolutely clear about something. Because there are some very um, messed up uh, teachings, okay, about the omnipresence of God. And while we're on this point, I want to hit on this. Uh, we believe in the omnipresence of God. As Christians, it is one of the foundational doctrines that we believe. We are not pantheists. Like many neo crazy Gnostics, or mystic Jews, okay? We do not believe that God is everything. Okay? They believe that that rock over there, God. That tree over there, God. Um, that star, God. The universe, God. How many of you have heard that? The universe will find a way. That is not biblical. That is not what we believe. We believe that God is everywhere all the time. That He created all those things and now He sustains all those things. Verse 
10. Even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, uh, hang on, I'm not going to do 11 yet. It says, verse 10, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. In the context, he is speaking of exactly what I was talking about. That God sustains all things. David, this is a psalm of David, right? To the choir director, if you read up in verse 1. Um, this is a song of praise. Describing, in the beginning, you see the um omniscience of God, you see the ob, uh, the all-knowingness, the omnipotence of God, right? You see all of it in Psalm 139. But here he is saying that David's saying, right? He says, you, your hand is on me, even there. Everywhere, whether it's Sheol, whether it's heaven, whether it's in the sea, whether it's where the sun rises, everywhere, your hand is there on me. All right? Now, verse 11 and 12, he says, If I say, surely the darkness shall come over me. And the light about me be night. Even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as the day. For darkness is as light with you. Alright, this makes me think of my daddy. Alright, um, I had a much older father than most people my age. Uh, when I was born, he was 56, right? So I have, I had a dad that, that was quite a few generations ahead of me. And just like the men of those generations, he always tried to make sure that I was going to be a man's man, right? He always tried to make sure that I was going to be tough and strong. And uh, even some of the games that our dads played with us, right? Whether it be wrestling around or doing whatever they did, they made sure that we were going to be tough. Well, there was this this thing called snipe hunting. And some of you men already know what I'm talking about. My dad brought me snipe hunting one time. And what snipe hunting is, for those of you who don't already know, is it is a... Um, it's a tall tale, alright? It's a made-up bird, okay? It's a bird that runs on the ground. And what you're told is you go out at night with nothing but a paper sack and a stick, alright? You go out in the woods and you tap the back of that paper sack and that noise attracts that, uh, that snipe. And it'll run into the bag, and you close the bag up real tight, and you, you get snipe. That, that's how it happens. So my daddy brought me snipe hunting. Out in the woods, in the dark. With a paper sack and a stick. 
I know some of you dads are probably laughing right now because you've probably done it or thought about doing it with your kids. I have too, it's okay. Uh, going out in the woods, and he says, stay right here. This is the best place for snipe. And then he drifts back. And I start tap, 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 no snipe. Tap, 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 no snipe. Tap, 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 no snipe. Start looking around. It's really dark. Can't have flashlights because that, that would scare off the snipe. Until the sun rises. And you come out large and in charge because you made it through. You may not, you may be a little disappointed you didn't catch no snipe, but uh, but you survived the dark by yourself out in the woods, you know. But what was amazing is now I know that my daddy's eyes never left me. My daddy's presence never left me. He always made sure that I was gonna be safe. We may not realize that God is right there with us all the time. His presence is eternal with us in everything. He is present with every molecule. He is present with every tree. Present. Again, we are not, we are not pantheist. He is not that tree. But he does sustain that tree. God sustains even those little things that scientists tried to call God particles, right? Trying to, to mock God in some kind of weird way. God is sustaining those God particles. God sustains everything. So how can we live our lives as if he's not there? Do you, seriously, uh, stop and think. Do you ever just slip up and not think? Yeah, we all do. We all do. But just like Paul says, we need to pray unceasing. Or else we're going to end up being like those whitewashed tombs that Jesus spoke of. Doing all that good stuff in front of everybody, but really dead on the inside. Our God is absolutely infinite in His presence. He is near and He is far. Jeremiah 23, 23 and 24 says, the Lord says, I am God at hand, declares the Lord, and not a God far away. It's a question. Can a man hide himself in secret places so that I cannot see him, declares the Lord. 
Do I not feel the heavens and earth? Declares the Lord. Isaiah 66 1 says, Heaven is his throne and earth is his footstool. Our God is so immense. He is immensely present. We must live our lives as if we know this. We must strive to remind ourselves that God is always present. It's kind of like, um, you know, I, I have four kids, right? And they act much differently when they know that Daddy's watching. They act, um, I, I won't say like little angels when Daddy's watching. But uh, they, they are much um, more angelic when they know that I'm watching. So do you know that Abba, Father, is always watching? Do you know that Abba, Father, is always present? Professing Christian, we must strive to walk that out. We must try to prove Charles Spurgeon wrong, right? As he says... The omnipresence of God is the most known, but the most forgotten. Let's strive not to be that kind of Christian. Let's strive to be the walkers. Let's strive to walk out as much as we talk out. Unbelievers, I'm sorry that us Christians don't always walk out what we talk out. We um, sometimes mess up. Um, and I, we're not Jesus. That's the best way to put it. But don't let what Christians do, what professing Christians do, tear you away from the one true holy God. You know, when I I grew up with a man who was not my daddy, not the guy that brought me snipe hunting, okay? Uh, the man I later on called my pops, who was a born-again Christian man. I came up unbelieving. But he showed me that not all those silly professing Christians were fake. That man practiced what he preached because he was truly born again. Christians practice what you preach. If you have never heard the gospel before, if you are hearing things now that you've never heard before, I ask you to reach out to me. I want to sit down, whether it be on the phone, and talk with you, or we can we can uh, FaceTime on on Messenger or whatever else, any possible way. If you want to know more 
about this, this person of Jesus that us Christians mention. If you want to know more about God, the one that created you, reach out to me. Because you have sinned. We have sinned. We all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Earning us a due penalty. We have sinned against an infinitely righteous God. Which has earned us eternity in hell. But God sent his only son to pay that price. To pay the infinite price for our sins against an infinite God. He sent his son to pay a price dying on the most barbaric form of execution Roman crucifix, a Roman cross, where Jesus suffocated on his own blood, where he bled out so much. And that's not even the worst. He tasted the wrath of God, he drank its full cup. For you and me. If you want to know more about this. Or if some of this is, has just hit home. It's all started to make sense. I ask you to reach out. I want to talk with you. Alright. Let's close in prayer and I will talk to you later. I hope that you understand uh, what omnipresence is just a little bit more, all right? And that you, uh, Christian, that even if you understood omni the omnipresence of God, that now you understand it and want to walk out the application of knowing that God is omnipresent. Just a little bit more. All right, let's close in prayer. I'll talk to you guys later. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, ha. Uh, Thank you. Thank you for your love, for your mercy, for your presence, for your grace, and even for your common grace that is with us all. Thank you for allowing us to breathe our next breath even though we have sinned against you. Lord, you are the infinite God of all omnis. Lord, thank you. Thank you, Father, for sending your Son to pay my debt and so many of those under my voice right now. Lord, I thank you and I hope that we are all glorifying you in our steps. In Jesus' name, amen. Talk to you guys later.